Okay. Uh, hello. Again, Alicia Keaton. I'm so excited that, that we have some people here. We kind of just uh, got this call idea oh, last week sometime. I thought, you know, it's kind of a big event, which has uh, a lot of questions to it. For those that are already signed up, they have. Um, we started our sign-up in, back in October of 2014, right after the hike finishes. We always have people interested in the following year. And so even then, they've had lots of questions. I thought, well, I really could just do a Q&A call where people can um, ask what's on their mind. And, I, you know, for what, for what it's worth, I think if you've never hiked the Grand Canyon before, I don't know how many, I don't think there are enough words that I can say to fully comfort your soul <laughs> because it <laughs> seems, I, I know, right? It, but, and I think that's okay. I just want to encourage people to be okay with the, with that lingering. If you had it nailed, you wouldn't be drawn to the adventure of it. It'd be quite ho hum. Um, so, I, but I do want to encourage you all to to know that we've done this before. Um, we have had nothing but great success. And, uh, I, I don't even need to knock on wood. It's just God's blessing on the event. We've never had an, an airbag or anything because we do really. Um, train you well and make sure that you are well, well prepared for it. And then, of course, those there are people that um, just because things happen, they roll a lit, they roll an ankle. Things happen prior in training um, that that do keep people from going. But that's kind of God's mercy to keep it from happening in the canyon. Um, so it's all good. I just want to tell you, if you're here. Uh, it's an exciting thing. It's a good thing. And um, I, I also want to call you very brave and courageous. And that's kind of what this ministry is about. So I'm excited when I hear every ding dong. It just means one more person is drawn into kind of the, the mystery and the unknown, um, the bigger places of life and of God. Uh, so if I might, I would love to just pray real quick because I don't do anything unless God's leading out. Um, learned that a long time ago. If you're in a noisy area, if you don't mind muting your phone, if you're moving around or cooking dinner, which I totally welcome you to do that, um, if you could mute your phone, that would be awesome. It just gets to get some feedback sometimes. All right. Uh, yeah, so Lord God, we thank you uh, that you are the creator of all things. You created the Grand Canyon, God, and you have made a way for uh, those, Lord, to meet with you there through this hike of, of rim to rim, Lord, rim to him. It's really what it's about, God. pray you would just be in this conversation. pray you bring any questions to mind. I pray you would uh, throw a wet blanket on fear and excite the, uh, the unknown and the adventure of what is this event. Lord, it's your event. You do what you're going to do. Uh, we'll just show up and... Uh, be well prepared, do our part, and you do the rest. So we just thank you um, for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so right off the bat, I think you can already tell, this is not your ordinary rim-to-rim hike <laughs> right there because it really isn't about the hike for us. Um, everything in, our, in this uh, organization is not about what you would think it's about. We're not about the fitness. We're not about the food. We're not about well, – they're all great things. We're not about hiking, great things. Um, but we're really about how can we take the things that we've been given as good things and make them really um, beautiful, harness them well and honorably uh, that God could, could do what he wants to do with them in a really good way. Uh, rim to rim, I think the words automatically evoke some type of um, race <laughs> or have to get to the other side. <laughs> like there's just this, what happens if I'm in the middle? And, you know, like it means you got to go from one side to the other. 
Uh, and it's clearly been done in the past by many. There's a lot. You can look up many events for Rim to Rim and find um, on Active.com different people that will take you through. Um, and I think they're great events. But if you're looking for something to really kind of change your life, I, I can't. I, it sounds loose to say that and kind of flippant, but it really does change life because we're not talking about the hike. We want to use the hike. We want to harness the hike to. Um, be transformed from the inside out. And it's, it is such a place to do that. You are surrounded by such beauty, such magnificent. You are so small and something so big that I think if you weren't looking for it and if you were just trying to do rim to rim, you'd miss it. And that's kind of the genesis of rim to rim. I did my first rim to rim hike about six years ago, uh, maybe seven years ago. And I kind of it was a last minute deal. I did it with some people that were just members at a gym. It had nothing to do in terms of a spiritual outlet. It was purely a physical uh, thing. And I found it, I, but I was, I have a, I have a relationship with God and I just, I couldn't believe how these people that I was doing it with, a team of people, it was about 20, 25 people. It just seemed to be missing it. They were just kind of racing through the canyon and I couldn't help but like be in awe about how this is amazing and how beautiful it is. And, to really take it in and to be thoughtful, I wanted to use the time well. And most rim to rims are about getting you across the canyon in time, just getting you across. Um, we are not about that. We we will get you across, but we want to make it a journey. We really want to make it an experience, um, something more than a time. Uh, we don't race. Uh, I'll say that right off the bat. If you're looking for to do your personal best in, in 24 miles in the canyon, um, bless you. This is a wrong uh, event for you with us. Um, it's not about time. <clears throat> we have, it's shepherded. You have uh, people that have done it before that are well-trained and ready to, to kind of guide you at different paces. There is a front of the, of the line and there is a back of the line. Um, it is 24, about 24 miles in total. I'm just going to give you some stats and then you guys can open up all your questions. Uh, we will go down um, now. It's a two-day, it's a four-day event because um, the the park has changed its um, legislature in that they only have groups of 25 go in at a time. We used to take about 50 in, um, and they all did great. But now we've had to break it into two groups, so that's why we have two hikes: one that goes south to north, and then the next day, half of the other people that didn't go south to north will go north to south. But either way you cut it, it's 24 miles, and down Bright Angel, across the valley floor, and up north Kaibab is the first day, and the second day just reverses that for the other group to come down north um, across the floor and out the south. Uh, the first day hike is the more challenging hike only because the north wall is, um, is, is, is a little more steep <laughs> than Bright Angel Trail, uh, but it's also very beautiful, I have to say. Uh, so if you kind of like someone that you want to, if you want to save the best for last and you're kind of got really want the challenge of that but have the beauty to be inspiring me when I'm most weak, that really hike will do that. But at the same time, the north to south is just as beautiful and just as grand, um, just a different, uh, less intense, less um, when your legs are most tired, less of a um, – a climb out, but hey, friends, a climb is a climb. <laughs> is a climb is a climb, um, and it's a really a one foot in front of the other process. One, I, I really cannot say that. I really is a, a, a metaphor for faith. <laughs> you just keep taking one step. Just take another drink of water. Just drink. 
um, have faith uh, that that grace is sufficient, and everyone gets out um, beautifully. So, I mean, I think you kind of have an idea of what rim to rim is and, and the intention behind it. And I kind of want to, don't want to take up all your um, Thursday evening time. I want to leave time for questions. So, uh, does anyone want to just pop in? If you um, don't want to talk over each other, if you want to email, you can email me your question. Sorry, email me your question right now. Uh, just email info at revelationwellness.org. I will get it right here in front of my computer, and then I can just read it off if you feel more comfortable that way. So I will shut my mouth and let you guys ask your questions. Well, my name is Tiffany, and um, hi, I'm actually hi. I'm actually hi. in the Gilbert area, but not too far okay. out from where your home base is. Awesome. Um, I I've been following uh, for your blog and I've done the um, uh, way less to feed more. I went through yeah. that and it was it was so wonderful. Thank you. Um, oh, you're so welcome. So I am not have I've only been paying attention to my wellness for <laughs> about nine months. So this would be okay. a huge challenge to me. My So my basic questions are, what kind of, I've never really done a whole lot of hiking. What kind of equipment would also be needed for, like, the practice yeah. hikes? And, you know, so what's the other expense there? Yeah, great. That's a great question. Um, it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty inexpensive in that you need a good pair of hiking shoes. So we start, foot care is the most important thing we can stress for you guys is just to find that right pair of shoes. So those. Uh, a trail, uh, uh, this is also a good thing to know. I think people often think they need like a really big hiking boot <laughs> to stabilize their ankle or all that. And they tend to, those hiking boots are great if you were on a treacherous terrain. The trail is well, well groomed. It's actually better groomed than most of our mountains here, Squaw Peak, um, Apache Mountains, any of those. It, they're, it's quite uh, rugged out here, but at the canyon, they have paved it, not paved it, <laughs> that would be not fun. They've smoothed it well so that they want to keep less injuries. They don't want to be having people, the rangers, busy with um, twisted ankles and such. So it's a well-groomed trail. You would be just fine with a light hiking shoe, um, or I, I personally do it in a trail running shoe. Um, that just works for me. I might try a light trail hiker this time. I don't know, just Every year, you kind of try different things. So shoes can be anywhere from eighty to one hundred and fifty bucks. I we highly encourage you to get them at REI because if you get a shoe that doesn't work there, causes blisters, just does you can take any shoe back and they will let you go to the next shoe. Uh, so that's your your base that you need for your foot uh, care. A good sock, you'll kind of work that out. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about the kinds of socks you can you can work with at our. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have our official kick kickoff meeting of May 28th. That's all the information for the people that sign up. Um, we then you need a camel bag. You need a, a water supply, um, and not just a water supply, but enough of a pack. Now I think this is what's funny too is people always have the picture of like the big packs and with the big <laughs> like the frames, and it's like this huge heavy thing. We really don't. You really only need um, like a two liter to a three liter camel bag. Uh, with some space in it to put in some of your layers of clothing that you'll need and your food as you go through. Really, we try to get everyone's pack to weigh anywhere from eight. We don't want anyone to go over 10 pounds to 
12, I mean, the bigger person you are, then a little bit more we can carry. The backpacks, the camelbacks, the water um, supplies run uh, anywhere from 60 to to $100. Those are your base. That's really a base. You already have some workout wear, things like that. But you will find it's kind of addictive in that you go to REI and you're like, ooh, I think I need these might need these gloves. Oh, I might need this buff. And it can kind of be all the accoutrements that come with it. But really at the base, I would say if you had an extra 200 uh, to 225, 250, you're going to be in really good shape. So and what is REI? Yeah, REI stands for recreational. Does anyone else know recreational? Something, something. That's the name it's, of the that's the name yeah, of the retail R-E-I. Huh? Okay. Yeah, REI. For Gilbert, there's one off of the sixty and the ten. Like literally where the sixty and the ten uh meet, there's an REI right there. Okay. So uh I hope that does that help you? It's Kathy or Rachel? Tiffany. Completely Tiffany. Well, I'm terrible. There you go. Tiffany. <laughs> You're so welcome. And Tiffany kinda hit on something that might hit on someone else who's on this phone call. You're like, what if I'm just, uh, if you're just getting off the couch, it's probably not your year right now. I'd say, great, get off the couch. Uh, 2016 can be your year. But if you're already in practicing good um, health as far as, like, your, your workout at least three to five days a week, um, and these are just Surgeon General guidelines, everyone, 30 minutes a day, five days a week, you're already kind of doing that, then you can get going. You don't have any medical issues that would keep you from being cleared by your doctor. Everyone, when you sign a waiver, you sign up, you're saying, I am in good health standing and cleared to do this. Um, we do start building then from that base. Uh, some of the people that have signed up since October, they probably have a little bit more base going at this time because they've had so much time to think about it. Um, but we're going to, you'll be working out um Anywhere from four day, uh, four to six days a week, um, no more than an hour, but one to two days a week, you might be out there from anywhere or not out there. You'll start your your training will start ramping up from one hour to it will get as high once a week. Not please hear this, not six days a week. Once a week of the next until we hike, you will be out on a hike that will just begin to build all the way out to maybe about six to seven hours. Um, People come and finish rim to rim anywhere from nine hours, kind of on the stronger side, which, again, we just we don't do comparison here. You just follow where you're – there's always going to be someone faster than you, and there's always somebody slower than you in the world. So we're not competing <laughs> for the world competition here, everyone. The first one out is the first one out. Bless them. They come out about nine hours. And, again, they don't go any faster than our front guide. It's not a race. They – our front guide holds a really healthy, beautiful pace to make sure everyone eats and drinks and has a great experience at that level of fitness. The back end of the pack will come out anywhere from 12 to 14 hours, and that's a beautiful pace, too. Next question? Um, I have a question. Uh-huh. This is uh, Taylor. Um, yeah, hi, Taylor. Uh, hi. Um, I live in Glendale, Arizona, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I go to ASU West. Yeah. Um, I know I, I messaged you guys, and um, I was the one that had the question about um, if I could do it because I'm legally blind. Oh, yes. Yes, Taylor. Yeah, great. Thank you for asking. I love that. I love Taylor's um, 
Taylor, I think you said you're doing the Colorado River, like you're going to Colorado River down and then hike out Bright Angel? That's correct, um, June 4th through June 11th. Oh, that's so awesome. That's awesome. And the fact that you will be familiar with Bright Angel Trail would get be, have you in a really good conditioning place and also give you some time to recover and reset uh, for October. Um, here was my – I ran it by my team, and we it's totally doable. What we would want you to do and hope for you to do is be able to find someone that could be your guide. We are, we're kind of limited in our guide ability. Um, the shepherds that we have have to kind of tend to the groups of pods of people as they pace out. If you found somebody that is with you that wants to do the hike that would agree to be your guide, then we can do that all day long. We really want to encourage you to do that. Um, if you can't find anybody to be your guide, circle back to us and we'll see maybe what we can do. I, like I said, I kind of asked about your pace because of the – uh, there is this sense of time <laughs> with the canyon in that we start about five in the morning when it's pretty pitch black. We start with headlamps and we want to get out of the canyon um, before nightfall, before it gets really dark, only because the climate drops pretty fast um, and there are animals. <laughs> no one's yeah. ever been attacked by one, but it, it is still an, an environment that we have to honor and respect. So, the guy, that's why a pace any slower than 2.0 miles per hour as an average, that means average, not all the time, um, would, would would be great. And so if you said you're forgot holding about a 2.5, you should be great. You actually wouldn't, uh, you'd probably still have people behind you as far as I hold the back of the pack, and we're at about a 2.0 miles per hour. So okay. um, that's why I feel like it'd be great if you had someone with you that would do it then you'd be kind of tucked a little bit into the back end of the pack. You'd be okay. If for some reason you guys started dropping behind the back, then I'm sure we would have probably, uh, if, if your guide has never done it before, we would probably pull back a little bit or pull a shepherd back to help you. Do you hear what I'm saying? I just can't, because of the manpower, um, I uh, can't spare someone right now. So I would ask you to ask the question to see if you can find someone that wants to be a guide with you. And we can go from there. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Taylor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hi, this is Melanie, and I have a question. Yeah. Um, I live in Illinois, and I know you were you you know posted that you may be taking on folks from out of state, and where I live is as flat as flat can be, and it's something that I've prayed about and I've been thinking about for a long time and I just keep seeing your posts like maybe uh, people from out of state can join um, but what is it possible with training and what tips and guidance would you have mm -hmm. for someone that was yeah. wanting to do something like this that just doesn't have the mountainous region yeah right I'm sorry tell me your name again Melanie Melanie yeah here's the good news i uh, this has been like years of evolution of this beautiful dream. I mean, it really is God's given me this dream of room to him um and it's the greatest joy of the year. I have like a few high points, but here's the thing: I was really not sure how this would uh, like three years ago how it would translate to people who don't ha who don't live like we live in we have mountains in our backyard basically. And yeah. so slowly we started letting some people in to give it a try. And we have um, developed a pretty decent program.
for those who are on flatlands, we've had people who live in Texas, and they continue to come back every year. They live in Texas. They train in Texas. There are no mountains in Texas. Right. Um, and it's possible, but I will say this. It ain't easy in that you spend quite a bit of time on um, – we do would hope that you have access to a gym with mm-hmm. step mills, stair masters, and things like that. So you will – not every day. Like I said, at the height of it, you're going to have a once-a-week workout that will start to build from one hour to an hour and a half. It's really about time on your feet. There's two components to think about, everyone. Time on your feet because your feet just start to ache. I don't care how many times I've done rim to rim, how many shoes I've tried. My feet just get achy. Not painful. It's just, ugh, I'm just ready to get off my feet. So time on your feet and then um, elevation imitation. So for you, it would be that stepping up onto the step mill, going and finding stairwells, buildings, stadiums. Um, That has a lot to do. And then we also have some exercises and some treadmill work that you guys can do. So it's it's doable. I would would say if you're already somebody who practices and lives a healthy lifestyle, again, not just getting off the couch, no medical issues, it is Mm -hmm. really Super doable. Not super okay. fun for the training, though, I have to say. I'm just going to be honest. kind of grueling. Yeah. But it is worth it when you get there and you've done the, you've done the, the good deed. So it's doable. Okay. Okay. My other question, and I don't want to hog all the time, but can you tell me what the four days look like? You said it's a four-day yeah. event. So what does that look like? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So you guys would all come in, I think it's on Saturday, if it's October the 3rd, I believe, but day one, uh, you arrive here in Arizona. You can arrive whenever you want, but we'll meet um, here locally. About 10 a.m. we meet in the bus and we load up. We have a full, not full service as in drinks provided or food served, but it's a charter bus, a nice bus. Everyone gets on. We ride up to the Grand Canyon. We get there about 2 or 3 in the afternoon that first day. Um, we get a peek of the Grand Canyon and we get excited and we get nervous. And so, like I said, half of you will be signed up to go south to north. The other half will be north to south. On um, that first night, we will all have dinner in the cafeteria. Um, and then we meet back and we really set an intention, kind of get ourselves ready for the next day. Um, that next morning, you go to sleep and we have, again, rooms and hotel for you guys. Um, and they're nice rooms, yes, really nice rooms. The next morning, the team that's going south to north will be up about 4 a.m. and on the bus about 4.30 a.m. and start shuttling over to the trailhead. We usually start hiking just before 5 a.m. And that first team of 25 will go out with their six shepherds and begin. Uh, The meanwhile, the other crew that is doing north to south, they can probably be sleeping still a little bit or being excited and sending everyone off. Uh, as we are hiking south to north, that group is getting on the bus, loaded up, and driving around to the other side of the north rim. And then they actually become our welcome team, which is exciting. Like there are people there to greet you because they know they're about to do it the next day. So then we come out of the Grand Canyon. The south to north comes out like somewhere between 3 p.m. and 7, 6 p.m. at the north canyon. That night, we have reservations at the North Rim, which, by the way, I have to say this, because trying to get reservations at the North Rim, it's like winning the lottery. We have a tight relationship with them. We get them every year. We have to work. We're literally making our reservations right now for 2016. They're hard to get because it's a beautiful um, 
it's a rare place to be. Not many people go to the North Rim because it's remote, it's gorgeous, it's but it's way out there. So um, it's a nice night on the North Rim, gorgeous panoramic view. It's just I can't put in words. I mean, look at the videos that we've taken. Please check a look, check that out. That night, that team that comes out, they've showered, gone back to their hotel, showered, and then we all have dinner at the North Rim. The North Rim, like I said, is a nice um, place to be um, dinner-wise and enjoyable. The team, second team is getting ready for their next day. They'll have a little debriefing meeting, getting them ready. They're in bed early. And up the next morning, day three, just reversing it. They'll be up at 4.30, heading to the trailhead. They go down, the, t the team A now gets in the bus, drives back around to the south side and meets that team as they come out. Uh, and then it's the same thing. That's day three. Then there's, again, a dinner that night at the South Rim, more of a nicer dinner. The first first night when we're at South Rim, we're eating in a cafeteria. Um, the second night, we're hoping to have more of a private kind of um, dining room space where we can all be together, enjoy it. Um, and then the next day, on the fourth day, we get up ASAP, rise and shine, porcupine, get on the bus, and we head back. Okay. There you have it. Thank you. Yeah. I have one other question, Tiffany. Uh huh. Um, uh huh. What about the hike dates for the local groups? Yeah, the hike dates for the local groups. That for starts. I wish I knew exactly the date, but I'm going to just throw it out there. It's like the second Saturday of August, I believe we start. It's either the second or the third. Saturday in August. Um, so, yes, super hot. <laughs> Don't know if you guys know this, but it's really hot in August in Arizona. Mm. But we start at 5 a.m., I think, that first hike. It's not bad um, being that, up that early. And the heat really does work for us because the canyon ends up being super doable and easy. It's cooler. Actually, the canyon temperature is the hottest on the base floor at about 80 degrees. It can get up to about 90, but we've been training in 90 plus. So um, those start the second week, and they they just every Saturday get a little bit longer, a little bit bigger. And then we kind of do a tour to, tour to Phoenix of hikes. Um, our first hike is at Squaw Peak. That one is a, a timed hike in that um, Everyone has to summit, just hit, get up Squaw Peak at 45, under 50 minutes, five zero minutes. Um, well, we've only learned that because if, the, if we can't do that, then we've, it just gets to the back of the pack just starts to get slower. It just, it just means really they didn't train over the summer. They just didn't do the work, and that's okay. But we have to let people go. I have to say that we reserve the right. You sign up. We make it very clear that based on your training, based on the information you give us, based on what you report, especially for the out-of-state hikers, if you're not telling, if we're not seeing the data, then we at any time can remove you from the hike, and it's purely for your own good, personally for you and for the group. Um, so that's our what first What is that hike time is, again for Squat Peak? First Squat Peak, uh, five zero minutes, just from the bottom of the trail, right there where the Ramada is, up to the top. So all you out-of-state hikers, we ask you to replicate something like that. And same thing. You'll have to do the same amount of distance and the same amount of time, under 50 minutes, um, trying to find some similar elevation. So it, it, we give them, for the out-of-staters, you get a little more flex there uh, because we realize you're not on Squaw Peak with us, but it's, it's trans, we can transfer it to what your terrain is. And then every Saturday, 
um, the hikes just get a little bit longer, a little bit different. And then the same thing, we the out-of-staters are kind of replicating and trying to hold the same length, distance, time, and elevation the best they can. Hi, Lisa. My name is Barrett, and I live on the East Coast, and I'm at 10-foot elevation. So a little bit concerned <laughs> about the whole elevation thing. Do you... Yeah. Um, I know that they have the the math. Do you recommend or do you have any experience with um, um, the mask that I'm talking about, like an altitude training mask? Do yeah, you have any? I've, no, I've seen them. I've seen them. Actually, I've seen some people on Squat Peak here using them because they're preparing to go to Mount Everest or whatever. Um, they're a little cuckoo looking. I have not, I, I, I can't say, you might scare some kids, but you'll be okay. I don't I don't know, and I really don't know enough about the science behind them. I, I do know this, friends. Uh, you are going to be crossing the canyon with um, each group has two certified woofers. They're wilderness first responders with them. They've done, ex I, <laughs> one of them, have done extensive. I'm pretty sure I should be a doctor or a nurse because I had to go through such training for this. Um, but elevation can be dealt with easily. It has a lot to do with um, dehydration. You have to stay hydrated um, and the pace at which you move. And so for someone like, uh, for all of you that go, I have no elevation, um, yeah, that is one of the definite things. We just don't know how your body will respond until you're there. But we, I just really want to say this one, um, we're not going to fear. Fear will make it 10 times worse, um, the, the lack of oxygen, period, of any kind of anxiety or stress. And you just really move it at a pace that you can um, hold on to. And even at that, we do have some people that have had altitude sickness in the past, um, but they got out, and it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't enjoyable either. I just don't know if it would be one of the things where you go, well, would that keep me from going? Um, nobody has nobody has had um, trauma from altitude. It just kind of sucks. You just get a really bad headache, and you just really want to cry. <laughs> but we can slow it down and get a pace. And um, it's like I said. I think if you're in, if our Texans can do it, and those in a flat land and low altitude. Um, it's doable, but I would do I would do some research on that too. I don't know if you've looked online um, in terms of like where you live, where you, and people that have done the Grand Canyon. And again, be careful with internet. You're always going to get stories of crazy scariness, but uh, you can train for it. But yes, you would be more at at, at risk for altitude sickness. Okay, but 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 what I'm hearing you say is if you relax, if you let mm -hmm. your breathing do what mm -hmm. it needs, when you slow your pace, you yep. can kind of get on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. Is you what I'm hearing. You. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. That's what I need to. I mean, we have stairs here. We definitely have treadmills to do elevation. I mean, you know, and. How do, how do the out of trainer out of um, state? How do the trainers? Would they send you emails? I know that you said that that you have to get an app on your phone 
Is that mm-hmm. to document your workouts, or how, mm-hmm. how does that work? Yeah, correct. That's a good question, too. Yeah, for out-of-state hikers, you will be held accountable and checked in with your trainers. They will not start checking in on your data, per se. You're not accountable to present your data until we are in those last eight weeks out when the climb. You have to be doing all your base training over the summer, which we will give you when you come to the first initial meeting, when we kick it off, um, what you're supposed to be doing. Um, and then we'll have a once-a-month phone call over the summer for all the out-of-state hikers just to get you guys, you get your questions answered and all that. But as of August, the second week of August, when we start training here collectively, you guys start reporting in weekly all your data, like for what you did that week, what was your, you know. And, and I want to say that a lot of people go, oh, my God, you'd be hiking six days a week. No, you really don't. You just, you need to be hiking probably at least two days a week, but you don't need to hike six days a week. You have to be at the gym the other days, getting your cardio, working your leg strength, doing what you're supposed to be doing, but you do need to be on hikes at least, um, I would say, two days a week, a long one on the weekend. And you will report those, you'll report those into your um, appointed shepherd. Gotcha. And they will, yes, they'll use your, you want to use your smart app, your garment. And they really want to use Trimble. For it's an app you can look it up, but it is an app that tracks for hiking specifically. And it gets kind now of the the uh, the um, um, programs that you have online are those required, or are those something that if you you want to go into the? I mean, there are they. Are they separate from what the trainers will walk us through? I need to clarify that. Yeah, the online program like our VIP TV or anything we have there, we encourage, we actually really encourage people to to join VIP TV because there are workouts you can do at home. It's like a no excuse, and there are workouts in there that would help you to maintain and and get the um, training that you need in terms of cardiovascular and some strength training. but they don't have to. No one has to do any of it. It won't be required or part of your training. Um, really, your training is going to look like your your shepherd is for out of state hikers is going to be looking at. Okay, did they do um, their six days to this week? What was each day? Because you'll have to report it. We'll create a spreadsheet for you guys to fill out along with sending your hike links to uh, your shepherd so they can see the actual pace and and um, height, elevation, all that. But your workouts have to be reported in, too. So Monday, I did 40 minutes on the step mail. I did whatever. And they've got to be able to see, okay, she's, she's, she's doing this. And if you um, – that's why it's really good to have smartphones or smart apps or smart watches and things like that that can help you kind of track what your um, output is. So it's, it's a little – it's like I said, there's no – if you're if out-of-state hikers, you have to give us – like it's got to flex and bend a little bit because we're working – you guys are in an environment that we're not always in, so we're trying to get you best ready based on your environment. If you're looking for do this, exactly this is this, we're not going to have full-on exact. We just know, I said the top three things, time on your feet, time on your feet, leg strength and, and working on and climbing up, like stairwells and treads and stay going up. you got to get up. We have our people in Texas. These sweet people, they have literally found this one hill, and it's a hill 
that is like basically an incline for us over here, but they go up and down that thing for hours on a Saturday. <laughs> like the neighbors just look at them, but they've worked it for two or three hours just going. Like I said, it's pretty not it's not glamorous, but it can be done. And then they report that in. Um, their their GPS looks hilarious because it's just a line back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But it shows the elevation. It shows the speed. It shows the time on their feet. Great. Okay. Good. Hi. My name is Natalie. Hi, Natalie. All right. Um, okay. I have questions, I can remember one. So I'll say the one, and if the other one comes back, I'll ask it. Um, can you tell me or tell us kind of maybe one or two highlights, like spiritual things that people yeah. um, have gotten out of this experience? Yeah. Amen. Love that question. Thank you for asking that. Well, we are very intentional, as we said, of going across the canyon. Um, we have what we call... Um, landmarks. So there's about six or seven different landmarks along the way where we're intentional about we're stopping and that each shepherd stops, has their group of people that are hanging with them, sit down, have whatever. And then we have people that have purchased, in a sense, some donors that have bought that landmark for whatever they've donated to be a sponsor of that landmark. And they, are, and they have a word from God. They have an encouragement for you. We're trying to reset, refocus. They'll either share a little bit of the history of that area. Um, and the word of God becomes really part of that, in that moment of that time and just kind of reflecting and taking a moment to speak. And the other thing is the shepherds you are with are going to be very um, reminding you that it's not about you're putting no confidence in the flesh. You're going to be encouraging you. There is, they are speaking life over you. The whole event from beginning to end, um, there's worship. We have live worship. One of our shepherds is an amazing music artist. And the night before we go, we set the intention. We seek the Lord. We're definite. Um, listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shy away. I really love Jesus, and I want him to have this whole thing. I don't want it if he doesn't have it, because I'm in dangerous territory if God isn't ruling and reigning over this event. Um, so we really do. We have worship both sides of the canyon on each day. Um, I, I, it's hard to put into words, but I know I can tell you as you're going across, it is the shepherds have been trained, and it's not even trained. That's their joy, their love to help people uh, meet intentionally with God along the way. And I'm just going to tell you real straight, by the time you get to the north wall or mile 20, when you <laughs> you just really go, I don't know anymore, the shepherds are going to really give you beautiful shepherding into faith uh, that you can and to remind you. And we're really, everyone has an intention the night before, kind of like you're all going to, by the time we go, and we do this all the way from, from May 28th when we start out, we're all very intentional. Like, hey, God's called you here. You're not just doing rim to rim. That sounds great, but you're all on this phone and still here, bless you, because there's something here that God wants to do with you, and it involves your body. It's not about your body, but there's some message. There's something that you're more experiential than someone else. Somebody might not get what you're going to get, but there's something about moving your body inside the context of this hike is set apart. It's no, like no other rim to rim can be done. And so in that, there's a mystery that God just meets with each person differently, uniquely, 
everyone who goes in on one side comes out different on the other side. There's no, but I've never ever in the seven, the four hikes that we've done, I've done it seven years, but four hikes have anyone come out and just been the, not humbled and not encountered by God and not more aware because we're doing that right now on this phone call. We're saying it's not about the hike. God really loves you. And there's something about this experience that will transcend rim to rim. So it starts right now, I guess, if that answers your question. But we will continue to thread that all the way through until uh, the final day. Awesome. Um, love it. I love it. Um, and then I just I, I did remember the second thing was, um, can you touch on some of the fundraising, suggestions that you have for fundraising? And, and yeah. Great. There, too. Cool. Yeah, hey, if you guys have been to the website, we just put it up to, there's a fundraising video. Actually, I put it on Instagram as a little sneak of it. But it also helps you kind of understand what you'll be sending out to your donors. You can, you don't have to, but that's kind of the video that kind of explains what, who's Revelation Wellness and why am I giving this money and are they a nonprofit? Is my money tax deductible? All those kind of questions that come with it. And we are faith-based, um, and we realize not every donor will be faith-based, but that's okay. It does require the boldness on your side to go, hey, I'm going to do this holistically heart, soul, mind, strength, God, love God, love people. That's just, so it's, we're not trying to hide that, but fundraising happens. There is that boldness of fundraising of asking friends, families, neighbors, I, that's the old fashioned way. And I trust you, if you're afraid of that, there's a part in that that God wants to also refine you in with fundraising is asking for help. Hey, listen, you're hiking the Grand Canyon. That's a pretty big deal. Like the people usually will get behind that and the money that's raised helps us to truly take fitness into hard-pressed communities and to tell them that they're, they're loved and that we believe in them and we use fitness to do that. So that's where money goes. But people, um, whether they just do straight up, ask each hiker will have a first giving page, meaning we give you your own fundraising page, so you will send your donors to that page to, to get your goal uh, um, of re- meeting their funds. So you will ask the old-fashioned way, which we encourage. Social media also helps, too. That first giving page will be linked to your Facebook and to your Instagram, all that. Beyond that, we've had people that have done garage sales. We've had people that have cleaned out their house. So that's it. Garage sale, here we come. We've had people that sell um, old bicycles just to get rid of things that they don't need. That's been a really huge way. We have people that um, done even just simple bake sales. Here's another really inventive one, which I use every year to help my funds, and I love it. It's called Raffle Copter. If you do a service, if you are a massage therapist, if you are an aesthetician, if you are a home organizer, whatever you do, kind of your gift that you do, you can use that to raise money. You say, all right, I'm giving away, uh, you know, whatever. I do um, eight weeks of training with one-on-one with one person. And so I raffle that off. People each pay $10 to enter the raffle, $20 to enter the raffle, or actually they donate to my page. So they're actually getting a tax-deductible donation and being entered into a raffle. So there's a way, there's creative ways to kind of use your own gifts also to get people excited to get on board. Um, I can't think of any other ones offhand. It doesn't mean it's limited to. But a lot of times, like I said, people just get rid of some stuff. Um, and I can't say too little about just asking, just asking for help. Hi, I have a question. Mm-hmm. 
my name is Kendra, and I ever since I heard about Rim to Him, I've been like a hundred percent in. I'm so excited about it. My husband, on the other hand, is very nervous, and he's a, he's a planner, and he's a like a nervous Nelly, and he's afraid he's afraid for my safety and just going without mm-hmm. knowing someone. He wants to go with me, but he can't because he can't take the time off work. So mm-hmm. he's like, well, if you find a friend you can, that you trust, you can go. And I said, well, that's kind of the experience. And, you know, through the training, I know I'll meet people and have this common goal in mind, but I'm having a hard time. He's still very hesitant and holding back. And that's the only reason I haven't Mm. registered. So, um, Mm. do you have any words? Yeah. Do you live here or do you live, do you live in Phoenix? I live here. I'm in the West Valley. I'm in um, Buckeye. Kendra, Kendra. Kendra. <laughs> I don't know what to say other than um, I, well, one, I'm going to pray. What's your husband's name? <laughs> His name's Chad. Chad. Uh, yeah, you are going to make great friends here. Network. I, I, it's one of the most beautiful things. Actually, we try to get our rev instructors who are across the nation to get some of their students to come and do the hike um, because mm-hmm. it's just a great way to continue to, to, to develop community. Um you might not have a friend with you, but I'm all, hey, right, right now, I'm already your friend. Like, I, do you need me to talk to Chad? I'll talk to Chad. <laughs> um, but I, um, there's some other, um, if I, he wants maybe an email from other people that have done it before, can encourage, like, tell him that they went in alone. Um, you okay. won't be alone. I can promise you, probably the most safest you'll ever be with this group here. Uh, but I can understand it's a good husband, a good protective warrior heart. Uh, I don't know other than, um, like I said, if, if it would help for him to talk to some other people, I can know, I can ask right now on my hand, I know people that would just love to send him an email, let him know what it was like for them. For as We have some husband and wives that have done it, and it's powerful for husband and wives. I realize he can't get the time off, but maybe one of our helpless husband and wife couples could send um, an email to him and just let him know okay. or put, you know, or I have some other men of husbands that have sent their wives that might mm-hmm. help. Um, okay. I'm willing to help, you know. So just if you need that email, again, just email me, info at revelationwellness.org, and just say, hey, Ms. Kendra, um, if there's anything. And then I'll, I can rally some people to maybe do that. But most okay. of all, we'll just pray. And, you know, yes. the spirit of God is stronger than any of my words. So. Right. Well, thank you. And I'll keep looking for a friend to solidify it. Amen. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I have time for one more question before I have another phone call to get on. (laughs) Any more questions? Did we? These are good questions. Really? Probably. I just needed. I need a clarification. Um, on the description on the website, it's saying like um, on the one rim, it's nine nine miles down and thirteen miles up, and then the other rim, it's this much up and this much mm-hmm. down. And mm-hmm. I, 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 at the beginning of the call, you said it was like a twenty-four mile hike. Mm-hmm. Am am I not doing the math right? I, I think I'm not doing the math right. What am I not doing right? Yeah, um, well, it's funny. It's kind of this loose moving thing for some reason because the things that show up on the Internet can go, you'll find it anywhere from 22 to 24 miles when people talk. It's just depending on where they're measuring the actual rim, the actual thing starting and ending. 
Um, we, I, I just put it in, in my words, and what I've clocked on my watch is 24 miles. Um, but I'll notice that I notice on, on Internet things or any map that comes up that I've used, they show it at about 22 miles or so. So there's a weird flux. For, and, but a lot of it has to do with my your, – your tracking devices don't always work accurately in the canyon because you get spottiness. You don't always get a clear signal. So mine could have just been running long, so I just err more on my side of 24. <laughs> so is so, it it's – it's 24 per rim. No. Is that it, what I'm Yes, under exactly. From rim, from south to north, or north to south, you can just plan 24 miles total. So okay. I'll, I'll just kind of break it down like this. South is Okay, how much are you walking on Sunday? How much are you hiking on Sunday, and how much are you hiking on Monday? They're exact same. Tell me the miles on on the Sunday walk and, and then on the Monday walk total. Okay. They're the exact same. The exact are, same total. Are you asking if we take a break somewhere? Is, is that Oh no, no, no. I'm I'm trying to determine okay okay. Somebody in the beginning had asked, you know, how do, how does the event and she, you know, laid out how the event was it's four days and three nights, so but it's really only two days of actual hiking, and I'm trying to figure out if it's 10 miles a day or 24 miles on Sunday and 24 miles on Monday. Yeah, that it it is each group. There's two teams, two groups of people go rim to rim. On Saturday, one group of 25 people go 24 miles across, rim to rim. The next day, the other team of 25 people reverse it and go rim to rim. Does that make sense? We're not hiking over two days. You're only hiking into the canyon one day, but you're at the canyon for two days. I got you. In that one-day period of time, yeah. uh, you're going anywhere from nine hours to, you exactly. said, what, up to 14 hours? 14 hours, yeah. Okay, yep. okay. So on the day that you're not hiking, what are you doing? Just enjoying the camp or? Yep, yep, yep. You're enjoying that. We're, it's a lodge, a hotel. It's not, it's, you're at the... The Grand Canyon, you can tool around, you can do whatever you want to do in terms of being at the canyon as long as you're at the um, set points. If, if, you know, really, I guess you can just be at the canyon. Okay, that made me feel better because I had it in my mind that you did the south rim one day and that was 24 miles and you did the oh, north no. rim the other 24 <laughs> miles. Okay, yeah. that, you know what, I, yeah, okay, if it takes me 14 hours and I know I've got a day to just sit, sit and enjoy whatever, yeah. Yeah. then I'm good, I'm good. Okay, Alyssa, you made me feel a whole lot better getting that straight in my head. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Great idea. Can I ask just a real okay. quick question? Piggybacking yeah. on that, um, this may have been the answer, but I got in a little late to the call. What about if we want to bring, like, have family members join us, um, like husband and kids? You know, they're not hiking, but if they want to come to the lodge with us, is that allowed? 
Well, it's allowed, but they we don't have room for them. They'd have to find their own um, ho- uh, hosp- hospitality. What's the word I'm thinking of? Um, accommodations. Lodging. But I would mm-hmm. you can try uh, the North Rim is tough. That would be my only concern for your family is that one night at the North Rim, if there, if he can maybe get a room, great. Start working on that. That's the only problem is finding. Um, a place for them. But yeah, we've had actual families that have done that. They've driven up and, you know, celebrated their family finishing. Yeah, we're not totally not against that. I think it just would, when it comes to like the actual planning of the event, you know, dinner reservations, all that, we are only going to be accounting for you and not for your extended family. Okay. Uh, I'm so at your service. You guys, uh, again, if you have any lingering questions, info at revelationwellness.org. It comes to me or it comes to Leah. We'll take care of That was Leah who asked, was clarifying. She's There is no event without Leah. So I just want to say that to all of you. <laughs> um, I just, I have the idea. She executes. Um, I really hope to have you. I will say this. There are only, um, how many spots left, Leah? There's only two out-of-state spots left, and I believe seven in-state spots left. Okay. So we have two out-of-state, I, and I know there's a lot of out-of-states on here. Like I said, with the seven in-state, we would like to have more in-staters sign up. We're going to leave those there for a while. Um, those two those out-of-states will probably go pretty fast. Hang tight. If you wanted to do it and didn't get in, just hang tight. We'll see how these in-state hikers fan out. Um, and there could be more out-of-state spots coming. So we'd really like to get a – really would love to have at least four or five more in. So, hey, if you're on this phone and you're Arizona, sign up. <laughs> um, sign up. Otherwise, we're going to give your spot away to an out-of-state hiker. Um, okay. I hope that helps you. Again, email me, and I'm so grateful. Thank you for believing in craziness like this and trusting. I, it got, like I said, if it's not this year, it will be the next year, but it's good news, and um, the Grand Canyon's not going anywhere, and God's goodness prevails. So we're thankful. Thanks, you guys. Have a great night. Thank, Thank you. you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.